what's grown depends on what's sown. That's a truth that all farmers and gardeners understand. They understand it from their experiences of farming and gardening. When a farmer plants a field of corn, for example, he doesn't expect to reap a harvest of tomatoes. He's not in that particular field. When a gardener plants some geranium seeds in the flower beds of her house, she doesn't expect petunias to grow there. They might say, well, Father Ray, that's common sense. Yes, it is, at least when it comes to corn and tomatoes and geraniums and petunias and other plants that are grown from seeds. But the thing is, my brothers and sisters, this principle, what's grown depends on what's sown, applies to other areas of our life besides farming and gardening. In many of those other areas of life, sad to say, this truth is not so obvious to a lot of people. Either they are unable, or maybe they're unwilling to see the connection between certain ideas that are sown into the minds of modern men and women, and the actions that result from those seeds, those ideas, the, idea, the actions that grow from them, you might say. But Jesus understood this connection better than anybody which is why he used the analogy of seeds in the Gospel we just heard from Mark chapter 4. The connection between the ideas that are sown in a person's mind and the actions that flow from those ideas I think was made in a very powerful way back in the 1980s. Some of you might remember this. It was in an anti-drug public service ad that appeared on television. It appeared a lot, so I'm sure many of you saw this. The ad begins with a shot of a teenage boy in his bedroom. The boy is reclining on his bed, has headphones on, he's listening to his stereo. His father then barges into the room, obviously angry, with a box in his hand. And the box has various types of drug paraphernalia in it. Dad turns off the stereo and says to the boy, is this yours? He says, no. His dad says, your mother found it in your closet. The boy suddenly gets really nervous. He starts to stumble over his words, but he still tries to maintain his innocence. His dad, of course, is buying none of it. Finally, the father says angrily, Answer me, who told you how to do this stuff? The boy shouts out, You, all right. I learned it from watching you. The ad ends with the announcer saying, parents who use drugs have children who use drugs. That's a perfect example of a father who sowed bad seed into the heart and mind of his son. He didn't do it so much by his words, he did it by his actions. And then he acted surprised when he encountered bad fruit in his son's life. He shouldn't have been surprised. That's exactly what he should have expected. And speaking of fathers, I think it's providential that we have this particular gospel reading about seeds and their growth on Father's Day weekend. I say it's providential because we've got a real cultural problem now, my brothers and sisters, and fathers, along with mothers, have an indispensable role to play in trying to solve it. I ask you this morning to think of some of the ideas that have been sown into the minds of young people during the last half century or so. I wrote a few of them down. This is not an exhaustive list. It's your body, 
you should be able to do whatever you want with it. Self-indulgence and having lots of stuff leads to happiness. You should be able to decide for yourself what's right and what's wrong. When it comes to sex, almost anything goes. Freedom means doing what you want to do, not what you ought to do. Feelings matter more than facts, so do what you feel like doing. There are no moral absolutes. Everything is relative. Those ideas sound familiar to you? They should. Those are some of the bad seeds, the seeds of destruction that have been planted in the minds of Americans, young and not so young, on a daily basis for at least the last 50 years, especially in our schools, in our universities, in the arts, and in the mainstream media. And now we are reaping the harvest, the tragic harvest. With shootings in schools all over the country in recent years, that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's one example of the bad fruit that comes from stuff like this. There's an old saying, sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. The destiny, the eternal destiny of our young people ultimately will be rooted in the way they think, in the way their minds work. And the way they think will, to a great extent, be determined by the seeds, the ideas that get planted in them, especially by their parents. It's one reason why the Church teaches very clearly that parents are to be the primary religious educators of their children. And believe me, today, moms and dads need to take this job really seriously, because if they don't, if they don't sow good seeds into the minds of their children, the world will be more than happy to sow the bad seeds I mentioned a few moments ago, and lots of other ones as well. On this Father's Day, I would be remiss if I didn't thank the Lord in a special way for the good seeds that my father sowed into my mind, especially during the last year of his life. My dad died of cancer in 1971 when I was 14 years of age. His last year was really difficult. They didn't have the treatments for cancer back then that they have now. They didn't have the palliative care back then that they have now. He suffered a lot during the last year. It was very tough. But as tough as it was, you know, it was also a time of great blessing. During his final months, my dad and I did what we had rarely done before. We had some really good, deep, heart-to-heart, father-and-son talks about all kinds of issues. I remember one of the things my dad often spoke about to me was the importance of getting a good education, which I did, praise God. That little mustard seed of advice that I took to heart has borne great fruit in my life. And my father also taught me by his actions. You know, during the last year of his life, he wasn't able to work much, so he started to go to daily Mass. And he continued to go for as long as he was physically able to do so. That planted another good seed in my mind. 
is going to daily mass taught me that when you experience a suffering like cancer in your life, you shouldn't turn away from God. Rather, you should turn toward Him. That lesson's come in handy many times over the years, especially since December 23, 2010. That was the day I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Said it, as I said in my homily at the beginning, what's grown depends on what's sown. With that truth in mind, I want to end this morning by offering a special prayer for all the dads here present. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, you have called all fathers to be sowers in this life. Sowers of truth, sowers of goodness, sowers of love. In this Father's Day, we ask you in a special way to give these fathers the grace they need to be the best of sowers. By their words, even more importantly by their deeds, may they help their children to get on and to stay on the road that will bring them someday into your eternal and glorious kingdom. And this we ask through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.